Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. it up on 106 here in Edmonton. It is Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer here on Oilers Now. It's all brought to you by Digitex. You can now buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call and one simple invoice for all of your office technology needs. You can get a hold of us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline 780-496-0063. Text at 630-630 on the Heartland Ford text line. It's not your small town dealership with a huge new state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. The show's on Twitter at OilersNow. Bob is at Bob underscore Stoffer and myself at Brendan Escott. Going to take a quick minute to tell you before we bring Mark Spector back on here that uh, you can join Oilers now on a great road trip to Nashville to see the Oilers play in one of the most exciting arenas in the league. The Oilers now package includes airfare, hotel accommodation, great all-inclusive game tickets, and that includes food and beverage in Nashville, all of your transportation, a welcome reception with Bob Stoffer and special guests, plus parking at Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Space is limited. Bob says there's only a couple spots left, in fact. Uh, so for the Oilers now road trips you can call the travel experts at New West Travel 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com all right let's bring back aboard uh, Mark Spector Mark when we left off uh, we were talking about uh, potential trade options a bunch of texts have flooded across because I feel like this is the uh, the favorite topic of the day but uh, let's hear them just just I want to know from you, and uh, what kind of roster flexibility do they have? I mean, even if they are able to make any kind of a move, unless they're able to move out, uh, you know, a pretty substantial chunk of salary here in the form of, you know, maybe a Lucic or whomever that may be, they're not going to be able to get much back, right? No, I mean, we know how trading works in the National Hockey League. When you're trying to move salary, that means you're moving, obviously, more cap space than player. And that, you know, there are teams out there who will, who will take on that cap space. Let's say you traded a Secra who could be, you know, we're not sure what's going on with him, whether he's destined for LTIR or not. There are teams out there who take that, but 
you generally have to give them something to take that from you. You don't. If the, if what the Oilers are trying to do is improve in the short term to make a run for the playoffs, that kind of deal generally will not include any sort of uh, dumping of uh, money on somebody else. Like you know, those those kind of deals are sort of mutually exclusive. The the summertime deal is where you dump some money and give somebody a draft pick to take it, uh, which frees you up to the free agent market. But I don't see that those two things marrying together into a trade right now. Uh, a text coming in here from Oilers GM here in Edmonton. It says, if you were GM, would you trade, and this is going to be a minute here, Talbot, Yamamoto, Spooner, and a second-round pick for Corey Schneider and Kyle Palmieri? I, I'm not touching that one personally. I first, like, I don't think that Schneider's trade value is anywhere near that right now. He has been abysmal for a couple of years. And Palmieri's not a spring chicken anymore. Yeah, that's. I'm not sure. I mean, you're getting back a goalie that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Schneider's that guy that had that hip surgery, right? He had the same hip surgery that Roberto Luongo had, that several other goalies have gone through, and he's not out from the woods on it yet. You don't. He had it last, you know, at the end of last season, and his ne- every one of those goalies will tell you that the next season you're not going to be any good. So, is Corey Schneider not real good this year because of the hip surgery, or is he not real good? because he's not real good. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that, nor, yeah. nor does anybody else. No, and so, I, watching him in Vancouver, it looked like he was the heir to the throne there. They flipped him to New Jersey on draft day for Bo Horvat, and he was never really... He was he had a good year or two in New Jersey. But uh, Okay, so you're, a lot of people are talking about bringing back Patrick Maroon, whether that be for Benning or Spooner. Could you work a one-for-one with either one of those guys to get Maroon back on this team, and would you want to? Yeah, well, no. I think that that the Oilers got the best Pat Maroon that anyone's ever had, um, and that the you know, history tells us that trying to you know rekindle that relationship, right? <laughs> it's kind of like you know you break up with your girlfriend for a couple of years and then you go out for dinner again. It never works out the way you thought it might. <laughs> um, so you know that to me, these are that's a bit of a dream. Pat Maroon has not been a good player this season, right? He's not been a good player for the St. Louis Blues. It has not worked out. Uh, the entire league looked at him last summer, and he could not find better than a one-year deal in St. Louis. So his value was rather low. Now, if you're t- saying to me, "Can I trade Spooner for him?" I'd make that trade in a heartbeat because Spooner clearly isn't helping you a lot either. And you know maybe that's a low percentage uh, or, or a high percentage trade for the Oilers because you got nothing to lose. Uh, but I'm not targeting Pat Maroon as trade uh, as a trade, you know, uh, a target for us. This is not a guy I'm going after. He's not where you need to be in his career. Chatting with Mark Spector right now. Mark's appearance is brought to you by the Horses, Horse Racing Alberta. You can watch for the opening of the new Century Mile Racetrack this spring. Uh, I'll give you mm-hmm. a, I'll give you a couple more names here, Mark. Uh, Frequently talked about here, uh, someone like Brendan Gallagher, a reasonable cap hit, an Edmonton product. Yeah. What do you think about uh, how he would look in an Oilers uniform? Like the player a lot. That's the kind of guy that that you know. I think we've seen a lot of nights when we don't see enough energy from the bottom six on this team, and he's you know he's a second line player, uh, and I know he's played some first line time even in Montreal, but he's an energy player that I like. Uh, I'll be honest with you. When Craig or when Drake Kajula played with that kind of energy, and the other team was mad at him, and he was in people's faces, and Noah didn't happen enough, 
But when it did, he was a very valuable guy here, I thought. Uh, I think Gallagher is a, a better, by far a better player, far more productive, and he still has the ability to, you know, to to dig in on the other team a little bit. I'd have Brendan Gallagher on my team any day. He looks to me like a Western Conference player that spent his entire career in the East. He's he just embodies that really frustrating guy to play against. I've loved him since he was in uh, Vancouver Giant. So yeah, that's if there's personally speaking, if there was anything the Oilers were going to do, I'd love to see that. Now St. Louis, everybody seems to think is going to have a fire sale here, Mark. I'm not convinced yep. about that. Uh, uh, yep. You know, Pareko is number one on the the trade bait list. If you look yeah. at them. Um, is he a potential option to come back home here? Yeah, no. No, he's not. He's an excellent player. And they, he's a, in order to get him, it would be a grand slam home run. Like, <laughs> But that's why St. Louis won't give him up. Right. I would think, first of all, the St. Louis ownership spent a ton of money, which is uncharacteristic for them last summer. This is a budget team. And it, it went completely sour for them off the start of the year. But if I'm not mistaken, they're three points behind the Oilers and about four other teams right now. They don't have 44 points. Yep. I believe St. Louis does. So points, yep. We're, we're barely past the halfway point. Like, the St. Louis Blues aren't out of it here. They've made up a ton of ground. So I think that if I'm St. Louis ownership, I am, I'm telling my – I've spent my money. My money's spent. Like, it's not coming back to me here. So the last thing I'm doing is unloading at this point. Uh, if I was ten points out, okay, that's a little bit, you know, then I'm. That's a different story. But this team is on the come. They've made up a ton of ground, and frankly, uh, I would think that they're everybody sitting there with forty-seven points is looking in the rearview mirror and seeing the Blues on the way up. Oh, without a doubt, and that roster, top to bottom, is actually pretty good. And if they can ever get consistent goaltending, it's it's almost been comedically like you know Jake Allen is so hot and cold. Brian Elliott, when he was there, was the same thing. They just can't figure it out between the pipes long enough to, you know, be the fulfill all their potential. Uh, Tarasenko is completely off the table, I would think so. And I would personally not trade Leon Drysital for Vlad Tarasenko. You give up, I believe, four years in age there. And, Why would you do that? You would. There's no. You don't. Stay to gain anything from that, but no, dry settle gets more points. <laughs> you know, dry settle scores more points. Uh, he's a centerman for a winger. He's a younger player for an older player. I know you'd save a few dollars in salary, a couple million bucks or whatever it is, but uh, no, 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 that's not it. No one makes that unless unless St. Louis is throwing something in, but I don't think they are. Exactly, and so I just I needed to address that because that gets frequently talked about on the text yeah, no, line here. And not making yeah, that I trade. Just, you know, remember everybody, like Mark said, that the 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 Blues at the beginning of the season looked like a tire fire, and it's not the case anymore. They've been uh, streaking lately. Nick Bugstad out of Florida. Uh, what do you think of that? What do I think of that? Uh, that's an excellent question. But what you've done is you've identified a team that I think, you know, there's some impatience there and that the, the team that, that thought they would be better than they are, they're out of it here. I think they're good 10 points out of the playoffs, right? But one of the reasons they are out of it, as I call up Nick Bukestad, is he's played 28 games, he's got 10 points. Uh, this has been a bit of an underachieving player. He was 19th overall in the Taylor Hall year in 2010, so that's a long time ago. That's eight years ago, mm-hmm. right, out of the University of Minnesota. And, you know, he's become a 30-point guy. 49 points last year, got 10 this year. You know, he had 34 points a couple of years back. He's not that great a player. Um, I would think Florida would be willing probably to move on from Nick Bukestad, but I'm not exactly sure 
what you're going to get. He's, I guess you could put him on the right side. He shoots right, but uh, he does not come to you as a as a dignified goal scorer in the National Hockey League. Chatting with Mark Spector from Sportsnet, it's Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer here on Oilers Now. And I, this has kind of just devolved into going down the list of potential trade options, but it, it's uh, you know a lot of this is a lot of play in the text line, and I just feel like some of this can be addressed by somebody with a lot more knowledge than myself. That being you, Mark, uh, on the LA Kings, this is a question from John here in Edmonton. On the LA Kings, is there anybody in particular you would like to see the Oilers target and and maybe feast on a team that's looking at a rebuild here sooner than later? Well, there's a couple things here. Um, when you're the LA Kings, you're probably not going to unload good young players because you've got an older, slower lineup. You know, the guy that's come up has been Jake Muzzin, right? You're not trading. I mean, most a lot of guys have uh, certainly a guy like a Drew Doughty, Alonzo Kopitar. Those guys aren't going anywhere. They have no movement clauses. Uh, you know, people are talking about a player like, uh, they're not giving up on the on the younger Guys like Alex Iafalo, right, or Adrian Kempe. Like, they need those guys. They're younger guys. I know there's been some Tyler Toffoli talk. I think he's, I don't know, what is he, about 27 or 26 or something. Uh, to me, the guy that the Edmonton Oilers would just love to get their hands on is Jake Musson. But we go back to, you know, the Oilers' ability to, to make a deal. Like, are you sending... Are you sending a first-round pick down to L.A., and then you're going to watch that pick in your division the rest of the time? I suspect the L.A. Kings, with the kind of deal that they're looking to make and the kind of return that they would require, I don't think they're trade bait for any team in the Pacific. Just looking at the cap hits of all the top people listed on the trade bait board, and the Oilers can't really afford anybody on here short of Michael Furland. I really like the thought of them picking up Michael Furland. I think it's the most realistic option for the Oilers right now simply because of the price tag, but there's the school of thought that Furland and Carolina might value Furland a little bit uh, a little bit higher than the rest of the league does. But what he does is he provides not only the grit that the Oilers love, but also the he can put the puck in the net, which he's proven uh, last year and this year as well. Well, he's the big left winger that Pat Maroon was here, right? He's the big left winger that, that Milan Lucic was supposed to be here. Um, you know, he's a 15-goal guy. Like, he's, you know, I remember he had a playoff uh, with the Calgary Flames when they beat, remember they, back in, I think it was 14, 15, they beat Vancouver, and they went in the second round, lost to Anaheim. And he was very, very good in that playoff run. Uh, but it did not translate. You know, the next season I uh, got him up here, he had 18 points. Next season after that, he had 25 points. So he seems to put things together. He got included in that Hamilton trade. And uh, he is at this point, you know, he's on pace for 25 points this year and 13 goals. So he's on pace for, you know, being a 20-goal guy. Big, strong player. Skates real well for a guy his size. So uh, I don't mind that a bit. I'm not sure what ex- exactly what it is. Carolina can't score. They're kind of like the Oilers, right? They gave up a couple of good wingers, and now they look around and go, man, we're not getting enough goals, <laughs> which would sound familiar to Oilers fans. Uh, but I am, you know, you tell me the, the scoring winger the Oilers have to part with, uh, and frankly, I'm not so sure why Carolina, a team that's that's starving for goals, has given up a 20-goal winner uh, who's fairly well-priced, as I recall. I think that if anything happens with Carolina, and this is just my perspective, that the Oilers are certainly going to be looking at Brett Pesci first and anything else after that. 120 in Edmonton, we're hanging 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Now with uh, Mark Spector here on Oilers Now, it's Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer. We'll keep it going after the break. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Check. Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer today, 123 here in Edmonton. And we'll tell you right now that some guests on the show get gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown, north side, and Sherwood Park. We're about to wrap up here with Mark Spector. We've had a lot of fun uh, ripping through the text line here and who people think that the Oilers might be looking to acquire. Uh, I want to talk to you quickly about Wayne Simmons. Out of Philadelphia, Mark, he's obviously, again, another guy you can look at and say, here's a Western Conference player who's playing in the East right now. Gritty, scoring touch. He's uh, creeping up on 30, if I'm not mistaken. But as an unrestricted free agent after this season, is he somebody that the Oilers are looking at at all? or, Or is he just, because of that expiring contract, not worth it? Well, he... he absolutely fits the bill of exactly what they need right he's a he's a prolific scorer off the right side you know he's at several 30 well he's at what one two three 29 goal season 28 goal season 32 31 24 last season got 15 this year so you know 28 one uh, another year so he's a 25 to 30 goal guy uh big strong tough player i mean that, the reason that people around the edmonton have tried it's throwing his name into rumors for all these years is because everyone wants Wayne Simmons on their team. <laughs> He's a good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the, would be the issue. Philadelphia, I believe, is the 31st place team in the National Hockey League right now, uh, which tells me they're in the business of collecting um, certainly prospects and draft picks for Wayne Simmons. That's just the way it works when you're setting out a, a UFA guy that came a rental. So, you know, I, I, I want to say this. If I'm going to win a cup, I'll give you a high draft pick or a prospect or whatever for the USA. I'm going to win my cup, and I hope I can sign a guy. Uh, if I have a team that, that you know might make the first round and probably is going to struggle to make the second, it, that doesn't seem like it's very good business. Uh, if I was the GM in Edmonton, I know I'm not. If I was, I would be saying, this isn't the year to make moves that cup contenders make. Uh, however, I know that there's a lot of pressure in that front office, and Peter Chiarelli might not be thinking the same way I'm thinking, Brendan. Yeah, fair to say. Uh, okay, so this is a really good one here that I'm going to segue with. Uh, Jay in Edmonton has asked, seeing the increase in Lucic's performance over the last few games, would you say that it's Hitch's plan coming together, or is it a uh, bit of a lucky lucky streak that he's on? Um, no, I'm going to say that, well, I'm not even going to say it's a lucky streak. I mean, I really feel like 
Milan Lucic has, has earned with his play a little better fortune than he's had. Is that fair, Brennan? Like, uh, the guy couldn't buy a break for the longest time. I'm not saying he's been a great player. I'm not saying he's been worth $6 bucks. But this is a guy who hit every post, who, who goalies made great saves on. Look at last night's game. He scores two goals. One kind of goes through the goalie, the first one, and the second one uh, goes five-hole and leaks over the line. I mean, he's made those same plays and those same shots for the last calendar year, and that never went in for him. So I like the way he's played. Like, he's playing physical. He's playing hard. He's forechecking. He's giving you everything. He's not moping. He's had zero success, and it's very hard to be Milan Lucic in Edmonton because everyone knows you're overpaid and it hasn't gone well for you. But he's pressed on, and, and I think he's a product of a guy who sticks with it and finally gets a little bit good fortune. Now, can he be Dustin Brown and get it back? You know, Dustin Brown got it back, right, after like three years when it was the worst contract in the National Hockey League. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, I will say this about Lucic. He's not quitting. Uh, he's given it everything he's got, even if that's not enough for the taste of most order fans. And, Frankly, he deserved a couple good bounces last night because he hasn't had one in a long time. I thought so too. And you watch him string these games together, and I'm just looking at this from a you know purely observatory perspective. But if he gets himself built back up in terms of some trade value here, and we get closer and closer to the deadline, do you think that you know the more that he plays this way, even if he doesn't step out of of where he's been in the past five games, I think what he's shown yeah. in the past five games makes him a lot more movable. If that's the direction they want to go with it, to try and get out of salary cap hell than he was earlier this season. Agree or? Uh, well, the better the player, the easier it is. But uh, we're talking about a guy with four years left who's, who's just coming off a calendar year with two goals. He makes $6 million a year for the next four years after this one. So this is not a, a tradable player at this point. No, you're not making that. There's no one taking Devon Lucic off your hands uh, unless you end up you know, paying so much of the salary that you might as well just buy the guy out. So no, I'm going to disagree with you here. There won't be a trade from Milan Lucic. I think at this point you're trying to rehab the player because you're going to have him for the next couple of years, Brendan, unless you buy him out. So you don't mind having him if he's productive, but that's what you need to, to justify having that contract. You need a guy who at least gives you the 15 goals or something like that. All right, we're going to run the 30-second drill. The final question for you, Mark Spector, is this. Are they looking to showcase slash shop one of their goaltenders between now and the next six weeks? Um. You know, the word showcase won't fit here. When they when Ken Hitchcock plays both guys, it's because he's trying to find one that gives them a consistent week of goaltending. And I think it's fair to say, Brendan, that neither guy has given you three good starts in a row this year, or certainly in the, in the recent last couple months. So, no, if you know, he's playing Koskinen more in Vancouver, he's not showcasing them. He's playing them because he played pretty good last night. And it, when he puts Talbot back in, I'll bet you it's because he didn't like the way Koskinen played the game before. So... It's not a showcase. Would they trade one? Probably. But it's not a showcase. It's a search for consistent goaltending that's going on in Edmonton right now. Great stuff, Mark. Really appreciate you taking the full hour here, and I look forward to seeing you around the rink. Hey, thanks for having me, Brandon. Okay, cheers. All right, uh, that was Mark Spector. Every Tuesday here on Oilers Now for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. We're going to step aside for a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodouin. When we come back, we're going to have fun. We're going to get hypothetical. We're going to talk Brendan's mid-season award winners. I look forward to your input on that. It is Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon 
on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.